<laughs> you, don't, don't stop it. You want to say welcome to the show? I don't know. I don't care. You could say podcast. I just meant while we're talking. Like Dennis said, don't say podcast 50 times throughout the course of a half an hour. <laughs> on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any current or previous employer. Having said that, welcome back to Construction Management Show. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast, show, whatever. Whatever it is. So we are actually going to do part three of our three-part series on managing the job site. That's right. Even though we snuck in another show. Sneaky, sneaky. Instead of the, this third one. That's all right, because today we're going to talk about dirt, and it's super important. Yeah, hey, if you signed up for a show that you want to listen to that has, like, direction and organization, <laughs> then you're probably going to have to find this is, something else to listen this to. This is the wrong show. This is the wrong this one. This is 100% the wrong show. So we do want to address, so we have a couple of um, reviews on iTunes, which are fantastic. We love the fact that guys are actually leaving comments. And we're going to get to those. So the next show that we do, we're actually going to answer all the questions that we've been asked. So we've gotten some email through um, the website at info at constructionmanagementpodcast.com, which is fantastic. So we're going to talk about the emails that we've gotten, the reviews that we've gotten. Um, we just want to have a one show where we just answer all the questions because we've gotten a ton of questions, which is great. Keep them coming. Um, and thank everybody that has left a review on iTunes because they have all been positive and we really, really appreciate that. Obviously, you can tell by the high quality of podcasts that we're putting out <laughs> that we're super good at this and the recognition is really special. I mean, clearly. Clearly. We're obviously <laughs> the best. I really think it's well-deserved. <laughs> all right, let's talk about dirt. We're, we're going to talk about stormwater pollution prevention. So important. So if you've got anything to do with any kind of construction project anywhere, probably in the world at least in the United States, you know how important it is to make sure that the dirt stays where the dirt is supposed to be. Sure. Um, You know, there were, I don't know, it's kind of a myth, kind of a legend at this point about what happened. There were a number of builders that were placed on voluntary, what would you call that? A voluntary compliance program. Um, So what happens is the EPA can come out to your job site. Let's say you have 100, you work for a big builder and they've got 100 job sites. So the EPA is able to come out to your job site, to one of them, find a problem on that job site, and say, you know what? You've got all this dirt in the street on this one job site, so we assume you've got it on all 100 job sites. So the fine for this job site, we'll call it $1,000. But because we assume you have it on all 100 of your job sites, your fine is now $100,000. I'm sure there's a term for that, other than big government gouging. I don't know what that term is, but it's absolutely legal and it's something the EPA can do. So a while ago, a bunch of builders got together and said, hey, we're going to um, we're gonna we're gonna self-police ourselves yeah. to avoid these massive fines, which is fantastic because I mean for me, before that happened, I was like dirt in the street, okay. I don't care. Yeah. You know, now not so much. Totally different. It's totally different. Um, but there are a ton of benefits to that, right? And there's a ton of benefits to keeping your job site, keeping the dirt where it's supposed to go. Um, well, not just to 
not pollute the environment every right. time we <laughs> dig a hole or cut a piece of wood or right. nail something up. But yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. There's a whole bunch of reasons why you want to keep your job, you know, stormwater compliant. Um, every drop of rain that falls on your job site has got to go somewhere. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, the very smallest evaporate or it's going to run off if it's raining hard, if it rains for multiple days. I don't know. In the Northeast, in 2018, that's the wettest year I've worked in this business. Ever. That's a, I mean, that was the wettest year on recorded history. I, I mean, it has been crazy. And it is... We have not slowed down. If anything, we've even picked up in the last couple of years. So, I mean, producing homes is what I do, and it's and it's it makes it challenging. And it, and it you can't you can't fall off schedule. So you do have to run equipment through the mud, and you have oh to, God, yeah. you know, you still have to clean it all up and move somebody in while you're building four other houses on that street. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a lot of parts that go into it, but this is all part of job site management. It really is. So. So sediment erosion control or stormwater management, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is really, it's a critical part of the construction manager's role. He's got to make sure that his his sediment erosion controls are in place and functioning. So so when we talk about that, so we've gotten a lot of comments from guys that are really new to the industry. So when we talk about sediment erosion controls, we're really talking about barriers that keep runoff or sediment dirt where it's supposed to be. The most common one has got to be silt fence. Yeah, silt fence, definitely. You know, which is basically... I mean, how would you describe that? It's, it's like filter a, fabric. It's filter fabric stretched, taut across your construction area, you know, buried in the ground mm-hmm. with stakes. Um, and it, its sole purpose is to make sure that the dirt doesn't penetrate the filter fabric mm-hmm. and end up where it's not supposed and to be. And also to allow water to continue to run off that slope. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... The, if you've sat through a class before, you can see there's ways to do it properly, there's ways to do it improperly. There's a whole bunch of different types of checks and balances that you can use to try to cut down the sediment as the water runs off. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've, we've got a couple of things that we've written down here that we wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, the first thing that you're trying to do is to not pollute. All right. You're going to have some trash in that water in the street if you have trash in the street when it rains. If there's mud in the street when it rains, that mud's got to go somewhere, okay? Normally, it runs down to a culvert or a storm drain or just plain downhill. Um, the first, like you said, the first line of defense in construction we always go with is sill fence. But really, yep. if you think about it, stabilizing that ground would be the best the best way to do it. Denuded soil, if you've ever built anything, you've probably heard the term <laughs> denuded. Yeah. It's like a really fancy term for dug up. Jason keeps using that word denuded. I'm really smart. I'm so that's fairly certain he made it up. <laughs> fairly certain. But, you know, we want to stabilize areas that you can. If you're done with it and it's fine graded and you've got your topsoil down, plant seed. Put your straw down. Well, that's nice. Should we both mute our laptops? We should probably mute this. <laughs> Is your phone muted? <laughs> So, so let's, let's, maybe let's back up a little bit. Cause we, you know, the first thing is probably it really has nothing to do with, uh, pollution. with pollution. Um, but it's what I hear the most and that's marketing. Oh, yeah. You know, when sales come out and they say, Hey, you know, this job site looks like, looks terrible. It's typically because there's, there's uh dirt in the street. Did, did you just. 
Did you just hold back a swear word? I, I did. He's held back a swear word. <laughs> I'm such was, a dick. <laughs> that was good. That was good. There's was a little tongue biting. There's a little trying to, bit of blood on him. I'm lip super now. mature. He's very Jason. mature. Um, but that's the number one complaint I hear is, you know, you know, I'll get a phone call or whatever, you know, in the past or now or whenever. Hey, the job site looks looks terrible. You know, I get out to the job site, take a look at it. And it's because it's dirty. You know, just from a marketing standpoint, remember, sales drives production. Without sales, there really there's no production. Yeah, you know who always tells me that? Salespeople. Salespeople. That's true, <laughs> right? That's true. So, I mean, we could try and find capital to build something and hope we sell it, but honestly, we got to get it sold. And if the job site is clean, uh, the theory goes that sales will have an easier time selling homes. Yeah. And which is true. I, I have I have spoken to people in the past that have said, you know, they built with X builder because of the condition of the job site. Yeah. When and, you drive down a job site that has very tight erosion measures, erosion control measures, it it looks way different than when you go right next door to a different operation yeah. and see what it's done when it's done improperly. Oh, dude, I judge people, man. I judge when I pull onto a job site. Of, you know, other people, I, I judge them harshly by yeah. the condition of that job site. I'm like, who's running this place? <laughs> this guy's a piece of shit. Yes, exactly. So, I, uh, I, my brother built a townhouse a few years back, and it was, you know, it's funny. It was, we hear a lot in Northern Virginia. He built uh, it as the builder. Or built no, it he a... built it with a builder. Okay, yeah. Um, and we hear a lot about the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Yeah. Pretty much literally every little dinky stream in our area runs into the Chesapeake Bay eventually. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big, it's a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, ironically, he's way closer to the Chesapeake Bay. And when we went to his job, that was the first thing I thought they had a huge pile of spoils or that they were digging. To be honest, it's a townhouse slab on grade. So I'm not sure where all the dirt even came from. Probably just the land development. They piled it up. There was gravel. It had poured out into the street. There was no silt fence. Uh, it was like driving over gravel to get up to this place. And the job site wasn't bad. But, man, that was the first thing that I thought when I saw it. Oh, so, 100%. You know what I always think? Where's the EPA? This, dude, this dude's going to get fined. Yeah, where's the guy who's running this job's boss? Why isn't that yeah. guy out here red face flipping out? Yeah. I mean, oh that's you could really put yourself in a bad way. Plus, it doesn't look good for, for marketing reasons. It really doesn't. So... Anyway, that's enough about marketing. Yeah. We're not here to talk about marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your job site clean, and no, you won't have to hear any, any grief from anybody. Um, the pollution, Jason already touched on it. You know, we want to make sure the dirt stays where it is, because, you know, if you go into a job site, there is a plethora of chemicals, gasoline, oil, diesel, paint, concrete washout. There's all kinds of chemicals and waste byproducts from construction that we don't want again. If they, if it ends up on the ground yeah. and it washes away, it's going right into the the stormwater system, right into the ocean, the bay, whatever. It's true. You know, we got to make sure that you you contain all of these things. We're not going to get into at least. I don't think you don't want to get into all the specifics on how to contain all these things, right? No, I mean we could talk about this for like hours. Hours. Could, all yeah. the little measures that you could do, but that general principles I think are the most important. Yeah. Um, so, you know, number one, trash up off the ground. Number two, silt fence around denuded areas. Um, and three, when you first get the chance, stabilize it, stabilize seed it, it straw it, it. Yep. or put sod down, depending on what you're doing. Pour your concrete and get it in. Yeah. Done with. So I, I would say that the next step after that is make sure Everything is in its proper place. Mm-hmm. You're not filling up generators in the yard or on the lot. 
If you are, it, you've got some plastic down, some way to contain it. I know that's a lofty goal. Um, you know, they say you're supposed to fill generators and things like that inside your truck or your van. Not really realistic, mm-hmm. but that's that's what they say. And so, but I, honestly, it's a van filled with gasoline residue. Right? Listen, like I've driven vehicles filled with gasoline residue. <laughs> it is not fun. Um, but as long as everything, if you if you have the mindset that you're going to keep everything in its place, you know, when the you're finished pouring concrete, they go to wash out the concrete truck. They do it in a concrete washout area, someplace that's built designated for that concrete washout. You know, when people are filling up. Uh, forklifts with diesel it's in a designated area where all the proper uh, local you know state and federal compliance measures are in place um, you, when you're storing fuel it's in a proper area everything on the job site is in its its proper storage area um, then your job site will actually look good pollution will be contained you know, you're not going to have any issues if the EPA happens to wander out onto your job site or the local, you know, environmental protection agency wanders onto your job site. They're not going to be giving you a hard time. They're going to yeah. be complimenting you instead. Well, and you know, if you're if you're building new homes like we are, you're never building new homes and you're like in a desert and there's nothing else going on around your job <laughs> right. site. There's usually a number of other builders around, mm-hmm. and if you're working for DEQ or you're a, a OSHA inspector or whatever, you're coming down those areas and you're spot checking stuff. Yep. That's what they do. And if they see a violation, oh, let me look a little closer. And that's that's when you end up getting inspected a lot of the time. Oh my God, for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, so another thing, you know, we, we could talk about is, you know, like I said, culverts or uh, inlets down to, you know, storm boxes and yard inlets. Those are, those are ways that we're going to carry runoff water from your roof or from your yard or even from, let's say, a field that wood, – woodland area that dumps off into a yard. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times builders will, will develop with that, with that uh, kind of structure in mind. A lot of times we also will put stormwater ponds either permanent or just temporarily um, while construction is happening. And the reason for that is – when it rains real hard and you look at a stream, it gets muddy, right? Yes, it does. Okay. So if that all collects in one big pool and then spills out in one area as water goes in, a little water comes out, um, it gives that that sediment in the pond time to settle. Um, actually, almost all of the erosion measures, erosion control measures that you use are designed with the same purpose. Slow it. Allow the sediment to collect, sediment to settle, and allow water to go through. I feel like you've taken a class. I have taken a lot of classes. <laughs> I just, I just saw that I've taken like probably twelve classes on this in the last. Well, I don't even know. I don't know how long. This is stupid. For me guessing how many classes I've a, taken. A lot. It's, it's <laughs> a lot. And that's the thing. So if you're building, no matter what jurisdiction you're building, I'll just throw this out there. There is a state certification that you are probably required to take. You know in most it's called a responsible land disturber certification that you're required to have if you are the superintendent or the construction manager or the person in charge of that job site you're actively controlling or managing other other trade partners you're typically going to be required to have a some form of local or state uh, land disturber certification yeah. google it make sure you have it the last thing you want to do is have somebody come out to your job site and say hey 
let me see your land disturber card or certification mm-hmm. and you're like what's that of course because you are shut down immediately yep. i mean i assume most jurisdictions have it i know maryland pennsylvania west virginia virginia they all have it you know we're kind of in the middle atlantic so can't speak for california but i gotta assume those green beans have something going on out there <laughs> <laughs> so yes sir anyway all right so back where were we we were talking about slowing slowing down the water so that it has a chance to settle um if you're building a on a street that has curb and gutter it's that water is going to run into an inlet right and we use many different types of you know uh, control measures there one we like to call we call it a rock sock it's basically chicken wire show with number twos and it allows water to pass through but slows it at that point so that sediment can collect and those you know what i see a lot of times too with builders they'll put that stuff out there to get to check that box and then it will stay there until they pull it later my favorite is when there's uh, plants growing out of yes, it. Yes, exactly. Because it hasn't... The, the way that it's supposed to work with all of these controls, um, really besides the pond, is those things are meant to be cleaned on right. a regular basis. Yep. So you're supposed to pull up that control measure, get the settlement back over onto the yard, put it back together so that when the water's running down that street and it's coming out of you know two of your driveways or a piece of sill fence gets blown out... Um, you end up, you know, actually slowing that water and, and collecting that sediment before right. it goes back into the, really, before it goes back into the pond, which is where it'll s- settle again and then back into the Dude, stream. can I tell you a quick story? Sure. <laughs> when I was, uh, when I first got into construction, a long time ago, I was working and we were at the bottom of this cul-de-sac and the um, inlet protection had been there for so long that, I mean, it was, just, I mean, there were plants growing out of it. I didn't know any better. I was like, oh, that's a nice planter. Um, but we got this horrific storm that came in, just dumped a ton of water and the whole bottom of the cul-de-sac, it was the bottom of a hill, started to fill with water. Fill with water yeah. Dude, it got to the point where it was like three feet yeah. deep oh, wow. because the storm was so bad. It was all the way up to the doors of all the houses at the bottom of this cul-de-sac. And the reason the water was not going anywhere is because those, the inlet protection was so clogged with sediment. Yeah, wouldn't, so the person I was working with was like, Follow me, and we ran down there, and we literally duck dived to pull <laughs> the sediment traps That's away from disgusting. that. Disgusting, dude! It was awful. <laughs> I was like thirty days deep in construction. Yeah, I was like, you, you know, gotta be kidding! All me. that water is nice and clean, dude. It was disgusting, but yeah. literally the water was up to the doors of <sighs> all these houses around the bottom of this cold site. And I'm not talking small houses, man. These were million dollar homes. Yeah. So, you know, I never forgot that. Well, you know, <laughs> protecting those inlets and paying attention to them. Rear yard inlets where your where you drains mm-hmm. into that yard. There's a culprit right there. Dude, During we, construction, when you had the silt fence all the way around, yeah. you look, take a peek back there occasionally. Make sure that that looks good because that stuff fills up with sediment Real to the quick. to the rim quick. Dude, and they're easy to forget about because they're in the back. Yeah, they're in the back. Yeah. Yeah. When you're driving the job site, and not, not that any construction manager would just drive around and manage <laughs> from the truck. <laughs> Never saw that happen. That doesn't before. happen. No. That never happens. Um, all right, I got another one. Yeah. How about like hazardous material spills? Yeah, you gotta have about, a hazmat kit on how about, the job site. Yeah, how about oil or fuel or even like blood? I mean, there's there's lots of different things. I mean, that happens. I guess it's not really a job site thing. It, it could be more along the lines of around the places where you're working your office or yeah. um, your trailer, if that's the thing. 
But well, dude, uh, you don't tell me you've never walked into a house under construction. There's blood everywhere. Yes, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just close my eyes and run out. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no! I'll, I'll look somewhere else. I'll look somewhere else. No. I mean, but there's there's a process for that stuff. And, you know, it, if you're new to this game, you should be asking those questions. Where's mm-hmm. where? What do I need so that if something happens, I'm not, you know, yeah. caught with my pants down as far as the, you know... A, sp- a spill happens, and then DEQ, DEQ rolls up right afterwards. Like yeah. that, that would be the worst case scenario. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's any job site over one acre. You're required to have a spill kit. Spill kit. Yeah. So, so just remember that, kitties. When you're out there building houses or buildings or whatever you're doing, make sure you got a spill kit because if you do get an inspection, they're going to come out. And they're going to ask where it is, and if your reply is what's that yeah. you're in trouble yeah spill kit should not be an old trash can full of kitty litter either it's a real thing look it up there's certified <laughs> spill kits that check that box <laughs> should we talk about porta potties sure we'll talk about porta potties so like all things porta potty is filled with hazardous material you know there's certain places it shouldn't be if you've got your your porta potty parked right in front of your stormwater inlet it's probably not in the right place it's true. God forbid that thing gets knocked over, which happens frequently. Frequently, but it happens. The wind can blow that thing over. It spills out into the street and then down that sewer. That's a violation. you got to make sure, just like we were saying in the beginning, everything's got a place. Know your local jurisdiction. Know where that porta potty is supposed to be. I think it's, what is it, 30 or 40, maybe 50 feet away from any stormwater. I'm not going to speculate that one, buddy. You already put a number on it. You know, I'm going to say the views <laughs> on this show are not reflective. There are words and not <laughs> there are opinions. S's. Um, uh, yeah, because I don't want to get into code. But there's, uh, there's a certain distance they have to be away from. The, and, and it makes sense. You know, it's just like any other hazardous material. Yeah. So I, I think that's really the... Uh, the crux of it man make sure the dirt stays where the dirt is supposed to be make sure hazardous materials stay where they're supposed to be and your uh, sediment erosion controls are in place and in good working order man and you are golden yeah it's true and another thing i'd like to say before we kind of wrap it up here i guess is training i mean you can't hold anybody responsible without giving necessary training without putting the information out first if you're a construction manager Mm -hmm. that means that you're supposed to be responsible for making sure that the people that you're working with and that work for you are trained properly and for sure and you know if if the guy doesn't know that he can't just plow over that fence and pile dirt out over the curb and leave it when he goes home on a friday afternoon then you know you've kind of done him a little bit of a disservice maybe maybe absolutely. that's not the case where he came from absolutely because you know what you know because the epa will come out and what's the construction manager is gonna be like well that's that company's problem mm-hmm. really if you're managing the job site it's your responsibility i'm pretty sure they come after the developer and builder first ah, it sucks it does <laughs> that's why you gotta make sure you're squared away yeah so that it's super important so make sure that you understand your local jurisdiction local state federal rules on sediment erosion control make sure your people are trained on that and make sure your subcontractors are complying with that you do those things you will be golden you'll be good to go oh i got one more before we go what do you got sorry sorry all right the best place to see how all of your erosion control measures are working where do we think that is it says far downstream at your outfall outfall so if you're building a large community or even one small property, the lowest point where the water runs away, 
that's the place where you can check to see if all the things that you're doing are actually working. If you go there and it's been a light drizzle or or even not raining at all and you get there and the water that's coming out of your pond or running through the stream looks really good and it's nice and clean and there's not a bunch of red clay there, then you're probably on the right track and things are working. If you get to that point and it's a wreck, then you need to start backtracking upstream to see where your problems are. Sometimes, like it, it. sometimes it doesn't jump right out at you. You wonder why there's a bunch of sediment you know, in the riprap down at the edge, um, the low point. That, that might be one inlet that's blown out or you know it could be very minor it could be really big deal so yeah that's the place to check all right so we are going to get into um that kind of wraps up our three-part series on uh job site management job site management so we are going to take on uh trade partner management legal aspects accounting we're going to start getting back to the nuts and bolts of of the construction manager's job outside of just sticks and bricks yeah. Um, so lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome guys. Keep the comments coming. We absolutely love them. Um, jump on iTunes, leave us a review, jump on Podbean, leave us a review, like us, follow us, jump on the website, subscribe, subscribe shoot us an email. We'd love it. Next, uh, next episode, we'll address all the questions. We want to kind of take on a little bit more organized approach when we, when we address all the questions that Helpful. we've been asked. So, yeah, yes, it's doubtful. <laughs> um, anyway, again, thanks so much. We love the support, and uh, we're going to keep it up as long as you guys uh, keep supporting us. Thanks so much. Word. Yeah.